2: reformation
3: yeah
2: the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne, the wind and building right back in here another tuesday super excited as always be coming through your speakers through your earbuds wave listen to the bar we're grateful that you're listening and i love to start every show off the same way man i love to thank the listeners thank you guys for listening to the bar tuning into the bar uh, it's just a blessing to uh, to do something that I love so much and podcasts and all of that good stuff. And thank you guys for the awesome feedback. And um, also, like I do every week, I bring an awesome guest. Uh, this awesome guest I found randomly. Um, actually, uh, <laughs> we were just talking before we hit record because of uh, the giveaway. There was a recent giveaway on Instagram. And I was like, who are all these people that I don't know? Like, I need to know these these folks that are doing some awesome work man and so i have on today none other than my brother sean man how you doing i'm doing great man yeah how are you oh man i'm great i'm great it's an episode coming out on a tuesday but we're recording on a saturday so i'm um, feeling good just yeah worked out and and uh about to start my honeydew list right after this recording but uh <laughs> all is good man awesome. so so sean man just you know introduce yourself to my listeners uh anything you want to share on a personal side on a professional side and then tell you know what what got my attention and and, and why you are here
3: yeah man absolutely well uh my name is Sean um I'm 41 years old I live in Oklahoma City um I'm originally from Louisiana uh, my wife's from Oklahoma we met um uh, but she went down there to go to school and then we got married and ended up moving back to Oklahoma so uh been in Oklahoma now for about. Uh, 13 years. Uh, We've been married for about 16 years, which is truly a testimony of the grace of God, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about uh, (laughs) that in a minute. But uh, yeah, we've got two kids. Uh, My son's 12 and my daughter's nine. Um, So I've worked most of my uh, professional life in graphic design uh, for various different creative positions, different uh, industries. And now I get to be a team leader of a couple of graphic designers um, creating product and packaging for different uh, retail, uh, situations. So, um, but outside of my full-time work, um, I create art man. I create art to try and tell people uh, about Jesus and try to encourage people in their faith. That's really my, my drive. My mission is to make God known and encourage people to keep trusting him through, through what I create. Um, I'm involved in my, my local church, um, part of the music ministry, uh, tell people that I, I don't really play the bass guitar i more just play at the bass guitar and so uh (laughs) i get to to do a little bit of that i'm involved in their prayer ministry and some local uh celebrate recovery ministry groups if uh, you're familiar with them so yeah that's uh, a little about me about me good good good
2: good i didn't know the musician piece glad you brought that in yeah Um, and uh that, that is really cool, man. So uh what I love about the bar is <clears throat> is we 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 highlight everybody. It's not just about pastors, it's not just about you know seminary professors, um, but mm. you know, lay people that are doing work, man, um, and and yeah. you, you know, and artists and doing it for the glory of God. Um, so I'm gonna Kind of go back uh, just to talk about your, uh, you know, kind of if and it may not even be a major event, but your conversion story, like what yeah, led man. you up to the place where you wanted to, you know, uh, use your gifts and talents uh, unto the Lord?
3: Yeah, man, absolutely. I love talking about it. That's one of my favorite things. So, um, well, I was born in a, into a family that, you know, it was a great family took care of us, um, but we really didn't have any spiritual guidance in the home. I just grew up with just a general belief in God. I thought, hey, man, when you die, you go to heaven, unless you're just one of those really bad people. Um mm. and I, I'm not one of those bad people, so I don't need to worry about this. Well, um, <laughs> uh, in fifth grade, um, someone introduced me to the first time to the idea that, hey, not everybody goes to heaven. Mm. Um, and that really just shook me up as a kid. I was really began to have a lot of fear, a lot of worry about this idea of hell and like how do you even like get into heaven? What is all this? And um in sixth grade, I found myself at a, at a Wednesday night youth group meeting that, at a church down the street from my house. And that night, out of a really confused fear of hell, I, I prayed this prayer, repeated some words, and I was baptized shortly after. Mm-hmm. But um, time would eventually show that nothing really changed in me that night, even though it set a, a course in my life uh, that would eventually lead to a life-changing experience with Christ. It took about 20 years to get there. Um, and so I spent life just thinking, man, I'm okay, I'm good to go now, um, and I should try and do good. But the more I tried to do good, the more I realized I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and time eventually grew, and I um, found myself uh, wrapped up in a lot of just craziness and um, started uh, struggling with addictions to uh, pornography, and those things just lashed onto me in college. They just boiled over out of my heart, man, and I was... Uh, I found myself wrestling with this idea of if, if the scripture says that we're no longer slaves to our sin, why do I feel so incredibly bound to it and unable to escape it? I can't mm-hmm. get away from it. And the more I fight it, the more I'm wrapped up in it. And um, I would sit in my dorm room at night sometimes and just cry and just wow. weep like, what is this life? This this is horrible. I hate this. And what I came to find out um, is really what I only wanted God for was uh, to be like an ointment to make me feel better about myself while I still right. loved and nurtured my sin. I didn't love him. I just, I just wanted this idea of grace that would let me do whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so in 2014, um, I mean, all this life had built up, this hidden life of pornography that I was hiding from my wife. And the more I tried to fight it, Um, the more God kept telling me, well, you're not going to be free from it until you confess to your wife. Mm. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. Crazy. (laughs) Um, and so I just need to keep trusting that you've forgiven me and fight harder. I can overcome this. And time and time again, I build up barriers. I'm never going back to that. And then by that night I would tear down those barriers and I'd be right back. Um, Mm. and the scripture says that, you know, a fool that returns to his folly is like a dog that returns Mm -hmm. to his vomit, man. That's exactly what I was doing.
1: Right And,
3: you know, I hated how I felt, but I didn't hate my sin. And eventually Mm -hmm. God just opened my eyes and he said, Sean, if you're going to continue to tell me no to what I'm telling you to do, to be free from this, then you got to stop thinking that you're a child of, you're one of my children. Because, you know, Mm. why do you call me Lord, but you don't do do what I say. And I was just struck by that. And I was like, okay, God, eventually I was like, I, I give up in September of 2014. Um, God just used, um, Romans 8, 13 to break me open. Uh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Mm -hmm. But if by the spirit, you put to death, the deeds of the body, you will live. And for 20 plus years, I had no dead sin in my life that I could really point to. And I was like, okay, God, I am completely yours. Mm -hmm. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I realized that my, um, pornography and my online affairs, all this stuff that I've been doing is like me trying to get water out of mud. I've dug this hole in the ground. And I'm trying to survive off of it, and it's never going to satisfy me. But you are the fountain of living water. I want that. I need that. Right. And he's like, "Man, Sean, I love you. I welcome you. I forgive you." And um, went home, told my wife everything that had been going on, and um, man, it just shattered us. It shattered us. And I remember that night though sleeping on the couch. My wife had left the house. Um, I was sleeping on the couch and I was like, right now I should feel the least amount of peace ever in my life. Mm -hmm. But right now I know I have Christ and Mm -hmm. he has to be enough for me. And man, he met me that night and has met me every night since. And thankfully by God's grace, my wife's story is even more, uh, radical than this, but, Mm -hmm. um, But God used that in her life even to draw her to Him um, with working through forgiveness and reconciliation and for her to come to the realization, you know, I don't know if I've ever really actually given my life to Christ. And Mm. God saved her. um, And He's been working on us, restoring us, and now using us in various different recovery ministries um, and ways to try and support others. And so, man, and I remember on that couch thinking, you know, God, I want to declare this to people um because mm-hmm. i know mm-hmm. that i'm not the only one i know that i'm not the only one that has maybe been living in church for 20 years um with no real knowledge of you that thinks that they're on their way to heaven but has mm-hmm. no interest in you no interest in doing the things of, of god um, And man, that just is a conviction of mine so anytime i can share my story i'm always down for it
2: amazing amazing story um just amazing all the way around wow i love that I'm glad I asked that question. That's not a yeah. normal question. I'm glad I asked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: man. Well, I appreciate you letting me share, man, because yeah. um, if it wasn't for him, there's no telling where I'd be.
2: For sure. For sure. Amen, man. There's a lot of people that are going to benefit from that, man. Um, yeah. And and I definitely appreciate you sharing that. So um, getting into the art, man, you know, yeah. you, say you do graphic, Um, you know, what, what kind of what, what is your approach when it comes to uh, just creating? Is it just flow or is you, are you inspired mm. by something you hear or what, what, yeah. t- talk about your approach when it comes to art?
3: Yeah, well, my approach to art is definitely that it is a um, is a part of me. And therefore, if, if I am surrendered to Christ, then it is surrendered to Christ. Mm. And so um, everything that I create um, generally flows out of this idea of how can I create something to tell someone about Christ? And so it's usually inspired by um, scripture reading, times of worship, Bible study. Uh, there's been times I've been, um, you know, in a, in a sermon, listening to my pastor or, or reading something online. And usually a mm-hmm. visual will just pop into to my mind. Um, mm-hmm. And usually in my notes or on a scratch sheet of paper, I might jot down. Uh, it could just be in words, thoughts about what I want to create, or even like sketch a little really rough doodle. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I just let that simmer for a while and then eventually it comes out in, into the piece. And so, um, a lot of my stuff involves, um, you know, imagery, uh, based out of scriptures, based out of things that, um, uh, stories or things that Christ has taught, um, or using different, um words you know connecting to the ideas the scripture right. but one thing that's important to me that uh came about in 2020 was trying to connect my art to a specific message and mm. so i actually started creating video messages where i record myself explaining my art and talking about the message behind it and make that a part of the piece as well so uh when i share my art with people i can point them to that as well
2: gotcha i love that man um that's as actually kind of how i operate cuz I'm not an artist by no means At least I don't think so but um <laughs> but I can create like like I create you know different designs for mm-hmm. my shirts and stuff like that and and it it you know like you said it's just kind of you kind of start visualizing it uh as you hear something or see something so that that's really cool man so um as far as your pieces and things like that though you know folks that you know are interested in seeing or maybe even mm-hmm. purchasing um what where do they go
3: for that yeah, absolutely. So everything can be found at, uh, ChristlifeArt dot Um, and so that's the name of, um, uh, of my ministry or business, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think of it as a ministry, um, but that's where people can go and I have links to everything out of that. So they can find me on, on social media from there. They can find my Etsy shop from there. Um, but yeah, Christ dot com is where they can go. Uh, okay. What kind of
2: stuff it. you have on there?
3: Yeah. So I do right now, um, what's called relief printing. And so this is where, uh, you take a piece of material and you actually hand carve the image into the material. So you put away what you don't want to print. And then you have this block. uh, Some people use wood. I use linoleum and then you ink that block, um, and then press it onto the paper. And so even though they're called prints, they are not like digitally created, they're hand created. And usually within like limited editions. So I might do a, a piece and print, you know, 10 of them. Uh, and I'll make those 10 available for purchase. Um, but yeah, that's primarily what I'm doing right now.
2: Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at some of
3: that right now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It's cool, cool how it how it got started, man. How how yeah, talk about even it even began, man. So um You know, I've always done art. I've always kind of doodled. And, I mean, I got in trouble in school all the time because I wasn't listening. I was drawing. You drawing Ninja Turtles? (laughs) Oh, dude, for sure. I definitely had plenty of Ninja Turtles. Um, Yes, sir. Yeah, so, um, but it's always been part of my life. uh, And, like I said, after God saved me, I was like, man, God, I'm fully yours. I'm fully yours. And where my art used to be just my own personal enjoyment, Mm -hmm. my own, you know, uh, a little pleasure in life. I was like, well, how can I use this? God, you've given me this gift. And if I'm surrendered to you, how can I surrender this to you? And um, so I started looking for ways to do that. And I just started creating whatever I could think of. Um, and I had like this old blog for a while uh, that I was doing some things on, but really what the main tipping point was in uh, 2019. Um, I had just gotten back. It was around May of 2019. I just got back from a mission trip to Guyana and South America where i was teaching uh there as part of a group and so my heart was just really fresh and really like just a tin of like okay god i want to do something uh with my life bigger than myself uh, i was also reading this book called doing things that matter by tim Mannon. and i was like god i want to do things that matter for eternity mm-hmm. and so how can i be a part of that it's something that goes beyond me well i got back from that trip and then I'm almost immediately turned around and went to this design conference as part of my full-time job. And it was called how design and I'm there. And one of the keynote speakers was talking about, um, their journey in illustration. And they were talking about how they were just like going through this hard time in life and they were depressed and just downtrodden, but they started drawing, they would just lay on the floor and draw and illustrate. And they, they made this statement art saved my life Mm. and I'm going to use my art to tell my story. And I was like, man, I, I agree, but I disagree. Right, <laughs> uh, right, art, right. Art, art tells story, and art can bring some, some level of comfort. But, man, I want the banner over my art to say, man, Jesus saves lives. Yeah. Yes. He, and he saved my life. And this is what he did in me. And so, man, this idea of, like, creating to tell story um, mm-hmm. was, like, really just awakened in that time. And I was like, okay, God, I want to tell your story, I want to tell the story of the gospel of Jesus Christ in my art. But I also want to help other people tell their stories. Mm. And how, how can I do that? And while I was there uh, in Chicago at that conference, uh, a friend of mine, Ashley, and her husband, Jesse, they had reached out to me several months before about commissioning me to do a work. Jesse had brain cancer and was deteriorating. And Ashley had this idea of a piece of art to help kind of capture some of their story. And mm-hmm. so I had drawn it. And then at, while I was there, it, they used it as part of one of Jesse's sermons. He was a preacher uh, mm-hmm. in at his church and they pulled this piece of artwork up and shared it at their church. And I was just like, man, this is amazing. Like that yeah. could create something and help people share their story. And so, um, starting from that point on, I started playing around with relief printing started playing around with experimenting the process. And then, in 2020, I was like, okay. I wrote down in one of my journals, "I am an artist." I was like, "I'm going to make this decision to pursue this and chase after it." Um, and so that's when I started making the message videos. I kind of titled my artwork as "Visual Exhortation." This mm. idea that I'm creating a piece that can hang in someone's office or in their their entryway, their bedroom, somewhere in their house, and every time they look at it, it speaks out to them and encourages them towards Christ. I love it. and like, man that's what i want to be creating you know um and so i started creating in in 2020 with that aim and that goal uh making the videos and just starting with what i had and at the end of that year in december um my church actually allowed me as part of a um, of a night of worship um to get up and share a piece of art that had this theme of great joy around the christmas story And so I actually got to have my art up there on the stage. I got to speak, speak for it for a little bit um, and share this idea of how God's presence brings us great joy. And that's the only thing that can give it. And so um, that was a huge blessing. And then, um, and then, yeah, in 2021, uh, I've been, it's funny, my journey is marked by these statements. Like in 2020, I'm an artist. In 2021, was stop looking back for man's approval. Cause man, comparison started creeping in. Like, am I sure. doing good enough compared to all these other people? Um, but kept creating, got back involved with celebrate recovery, sharing my story about how God saved me. Um, and so using that as I can. And then in 2022, this year starting out, man, it's like, I want to be rooted. I want to be rooted in faith, moving forward, trusting God with what's going to happen. Love it. Um, And man, you know, you're doing this podcast and, one of the visions that God's given me is I would love to create, uh, create a podcast, um, around this idea of story. I'll and, me. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but the idea is, you know, uh, this idea of made for glory. So, um, when, uh, I confessed everything to my wife, you know, she said, I don't want to wear my wedding ring anymore. This symbolizes to me a broken covenant. And I was like, well, man, I, t- I totally get that. Um, And so at the time I was playing around with some woodworking and I got this idea, like, is it possible to make a wooden ring to symbolize the, the forging of like this new covenant? Like, could, could I make that? And so I did a little bit of research, started playing around with this old scrap piece of wood that I found in the shop and cut a hole in it, sanding it, shaping it, trying to do this. And this old piece of wood that you would normally just throw out and on a burn pile started looking beautiful. And I was like, I started seeing so much of our story in that, so much of us individually and collectively as a married couple, that God was cutting things away. He was sanding us through the process of friction and and pain and hardship. He was molding us and shaping us from what would normally be thrown away into something beautiful and a treasure and a testimony and a reflection of his glory. And I was like, man, this is really cool. Um, What could it look like? To interview people, have them share their similar story of how God is shaping them through adversity and trial, but how He's remaking them, and be able to give them a ring, and they could wear that as a testimony to themselves. thinking of like the prodigal son, man. I think about him and how when he came back, he's like put a ring on his put a finger. ring on, him. yep. Yeah, and I, I remember just thinking how many times. I know it was a oh, it was a parable that he was sharing, but just thinking about that that son in that situation, how many times is he walking around his father's house, re- remembering what he had done and starting to think, you know, I really don't belong here. I really mm. don't belong here. And he would look down and see that ring on you his finger. Remember. No, I I'm a son. It. I belong here. Um, and so making rings for people to be that reminder for them. Um, and also if people see it, Hey, is that a wood ring? Oh yeah. Let me tell you why I wear it. Let me tell you my story. Mm. Yeah. Um, and they could point people back to the podcast and stuff. So anyway, all that idea is there. And I'm hoping, man, Lord willing, in 2022, I would love to actually see that get off the ground. Um, but, like yeah, I full-time said. job, full-time <laughs> family, all that stuff, man. It's trying to find time and resource. <laughs> it's
2: doable. It's doable. Yeah. We're we going we to connect offline. We, all right, man. Gonna, let's do it. Yeah, we're going to connect offline for sure. Um So, right here, we're going to tweak.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.
2: Hey, what's going on? This is your boy, Pastor Chris Hernandez.
3: And this is Jimmy De Los Santos. And we're your boys from SolaCast. We're just a couple of average guys who came out of the charismatic movement to a reformed understanding of theology. That's right. Catch us with a new episode every Tuesday morning on all the platform networks, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Our Heart Radio, and the like. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Sola underscore cast. Also search for us on Facebook. Like the page. Share the page. Let's get to the meat. Let's do it.
2: All right, we're back in here with my man, Sean, and uh, my new friend, Sean, for sure. Um, and Sean, on this side of the podcast, man, this is uh, kind of, I guess you could say, rapid fire, three uh, signature questions that I ask all my guests. And we're going to jump right through these first signature questions. Signature question is, what kind of music do you listen to?
3: Oh, man, right now, I, I really just listen to a lot of worship, man. I, I love it. Uh, I notice that whenever I I listen to it. I like, uh, Austin stone is one of my, one of my favorite groups, Shane and Shane. Um, uh, listen to a lot of them, but anytime I'm working on my art, um, that's usually what I'm listening to. Nice. And also art. I listen to a lot of p- uh, instrumental piano, uh, okay. while I'm reading, I'm working on art too.
2: Cool deal. All right. Next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading?
3: Man? Um, uh, I've been reading, uh, and lowly. Um, God's, uh, the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers, uh, man, it was so needed for me and my heart and my soul, man. Uh, I love it. And then, um, I'm reading the wonderful works of God, which is a systematic theology book, which, um, is pretty outside of my norm. Uh, but, uh, a buddy of mine on Instagram put out the challenge to, to read it as a group and take it slow through the year. So I was like, man, I'll, I'll give it a shot.
2: Nice. Nice. All right. Last thing is your bar question. What podcasts or sermons do you listen to?
3: Oh man. Um, podcasts, um, I listen to, um, on a regular basis would be probably ask pastor John, uh, with John Piper. Um, I've been listening to that for, for several years. Um, and then sermons, uh, man, I love listening to things, uh, by my, um, My local pastors at my home church, uh, Jeremy Freeman, Nathan Presley uh, at First Baptist Church, Newcastle. Uh, And then I listen to uh, Matt Chandler. I love listening to him. Uh, He's a a great inspiration for me, too.
2: Nice. All right. So, brother, again, appreciate you um, coming on the show, taking time out of your Saturday to come on. Uh, Super excited about what you got going on and to learn a little bit more about it. And uh, to the Bar listeners, um, make sure you check the show notes. We have links to uh, ways you can connect with Sean and follow him and and all of that good stuff. And make sure you go to TheBarPodcast.com. Every Tuesday, your favorite podcast. Also, go to TheBarGear.com. Pick up some Bar gear. And on TheBarPodcast.com, hit that network tab and hit that link tree tab. Just check out all the podcasts in The Bar Podcast Network. And until next time, you guys, God bless. And we are out.